Welcome to Teaching Brood. Today we're going to talk about something that a lot of teachers are already drinking the Kool-Aid on. Oh yes, uh, myself included. Uh, we're talking about Seesaw. Uh, you know, if you're scratching your head. Um, Not it, the playground equipment. Nope. This is S-E-E-S-A-W. Um, Web.seesaw.me is the website you're looking for if you want to get it. Uh, and just to start this off right away, I am a Seesaw trained ambassador. So uh, I'm a, I could, you could say I, I'm on the bias end of things in terms of whether you're pro or con a certain thing. And I use Seesaw like once every six weeks to upload something to my students' portfolios. Cool. Yes, and different people, different degrees. I got into Seesaw about a year and a half ago. Um, I was on Schoology and found that my students couldn't really access it, and that was my big drawback. And so one of my colleagues introduced me to Seesaw, and I kind of ran with it. And since then, I think it's awesome. So this year, I've completely integrated Seesaw into my classroom. Mm -hmm. um, I have the app on my phone, and I have all my students have the app in their iPads. And I mean, for me, um, my students have the app on their iPads and I'm using it, well, actually right down to kindergarten. So uh, five-year-olds, although the five-year-olds, I have to say, I, they're not super skilled with it. I don't think it's used a whole lot in their classroom. So when they get to me, there's a lot of confusion generally. Um, but the grade ones and twos use it quite a bit. So they're quite old hat with it and usually I just need to show them something once and then they're off and running with it. Yeah. So super, super simple for the little ones. So uh, before we dive in any further, uh, Seesaw is effectively a digital portfolio communication and activity tool. Um, it basically is a way where students can show their work to their parents and to you in a private way. Um, and from what you do with that work, um, depends on you from there. Um, I've been using it as my primary form of communication with my parents this year, and it has been working out amazingly. Uh, I do use email for certain few things, um, like if I'm confirming volunteers and stuff, I'll do it through that uh, for a field trip, but if I'm doing on-mass communications, I will do it through Seesaw. And my response rates are very quick. That's good. I mean, I, I have heard some very positive things about Seesaw and parent communication. Yeah, it's, it's parent communication both in terms of teacher to teacher and uh, teacher to parent and parent to student. Um, and all three are together. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, if you take the parent to teacher aspect of it, you can send out en masse announcements throughout the day, throughout the week, whatever you want to do. Uh, and I got to a point where I was finding it easier to send on mass like on mass announcements just once or twice a day to my parents, and I actually surveyed them with a Google survey, which I actually did send the link through Seesaw to, because it allows for Google accessibility now, uh, as to whether they liked one big announcement in a newsletter or shorter announcements throughout the week, and then most of them liked the shorter announcements. So I do do a newsletter once every week, but I still it's all a comprisal of the various messages I've sent. Um, so you just reminded me that I forgot to send my newsletter out on Friday. Oops. So uh, it's really useful um, for parent communication. Um, and the only drawback is if you want to respond to just a couple of parents at a time, it's more limiting in that way. You can, but it takes a couple extra buttons to hit. And yeah, uh, but sending it to the whole group, and, or if you want to send to your to the students and the parents at the same time, it'll allow that for that as well. So, did you need to? 
for lack of a better term, train your parents to use Seesaw? Or was it, did they just kind of jump in with both feet as soon as you said, hey guys, we're going to use Seesaw? It was kind of that, but I did it right in August when I started the year. And I let them know, hey guys, this is the primary form of communication. I got them, once I set up the student accounts, because that's the hitch, you got to set up the student accounts first, and the parents will associate themselves with their child. Once that happens, you get basically a, a bank of parents that you can send messages out to. And all my parents signed into it, and so it became real easy, and I just let them go with it. Because um, it's very, very basic on their end. How are the parents assigning themselves to their children? So when you, um, without getting into a tutorial, yeah, uh, basically you send them a link. Uh, they so you have one link per child, so you're sending no, out? No, you, okay. you, send, you send a class link, and then when they sign into the link to your class, they choose their child in a list, mm. and you approve that choice. Uh, okay. So if they accidentally choose the wrong child, you just deny that and email them and say, hey, look, you chose the wrong person. Try it again. <laughs> you might wish this person is your child, but they're not. So, And that basically also lends itself to the fact that whenever, whenever that child posts work, the class can see it, and their one parent can see it, but no other parents can see it. So it works out well. Uh, so I can see it, class can see it, their parent can see it, or parents, in case. Um, and what that does is provide really effective communication to the parents about what the child is doing in class if you use it regularly, which I do. It also means the parents are more prone, if you use it regularly, to responding to their own kids' work, which happens very, very regularly, to a point of often 20 to 30 seconds after, the, after a post has been approved by me that a student has done, I will see a parent like it or comment on it. Yes, I've noticed that too, actually, with some of the stuff. I've actually, on my end, I've actually noticed a, a weird um, amount of engagement because I've got some parents who are on it within 20, 30 seconds of things being approved. They're liking it, they're commenting on it or whatever. But then I've got another huge group of parents that just aren't. Yeah, there is a chunk of parents that sometimes do and sometimes don't. But they can still see it, and if you look close, you can actually see who's seen it. There's a little tag in the bottom of every post that says seen by, yep. and it'll show the students and parents that have seen the work. So more, cons more often than not, um, parents will take a look at their child's work. They might just like it, they might make a comment on it, I might make a comment on it, the parent might see that. So it's really, really helpful. Um, and I haven't had parents wonder what we're doing in class this year, because I post math, literacy, science, everything. Not, mm -hmm. e not everything in every lesson, like there isn't a seesaw posting time at the end of every lesson, that's not true. But once or twice a week, we shoot some stuff up. Or if I send them an activity as like an entry slip or an exit slip, which I do do fairly regularly, especially in math, um, the parents will see that. So oftentimes their bell work is a seesaw activity. Okay. And that gives me, and what that allows me to do is differentiate the math lesson coming up that day. Because I'll be able to tell who understands it, who doesn't, and small group. So, I mean, Seesaw is gaining ground, like huge popularity. Yeah. But it's not the be-all and end-all app, as no. much as some people may think it is, as much as, um, I mean, that, some days I feel like that's all I hear about when I log into my PLNs. It's Seesaw, Seesaw, Seesaw. Yeah. And there is a part of me, I have to say, that I'm kind of like, really? Really, guys? Like, can we move on already? But I mean, it's, it's the thing that it's, you can try it for free forever. A, a teacher can be on it for free forever. They, have, they, are, they don't have a 30-day trial. They are not limited. And they can even have 
two teachers in one class. They can have ten. One teacher can have up to ten classes. So, and that's free. So, it's meant to be accessible to teachers. Yeah. There is a plus, a Seesaw Plus, and that is 120 bucks a year per teacher. And your school can request from Seesaw to have a school kind of branch or kind of yeah. situation going. And that's what our school does. As um, is mine. It's just a whole lot easier for the parents because then they don't have... 16 different classes to look at for their kid. They just have the one. Yeah, and it's also that it creates a school activity library. And we'll get into the activity libraries in a bit. Um, but basically, it's it's not meant to be the be-all and end-all. It's not customizable like a lot of the other ones are because it's meant to be uniform, meant to be easy for parents and teachers to access. It's meant to be easy for the little ones to access. Yes, and that's just it. I mean, there are some limitations to it. And because of those limitations, oftentimes you don't find middle school, high school use it nearly as much. Yeah. Like middle school, maybe. High school, probably not. Um, but elementary and lower primary? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and if I ever even went, even in a grade six class, you could probably do it. But I know of a few schools that use it up to grade eight. Yes. As their e-portfolios. Right. And that is the main thing is that you can't expect it to be your solution to everything. Don't expect it to be a replacement for GarageBand and iMovie. Don't expect it to be a replacement for Microsoft Notebook or a, a research or typing app or like that's not what it's there for. No, it's it was built as an e-portfolio system. Yes, it is an e-portfolio communication tool. It's meant to build a class activities. That's what it's for. It's not meant to save and to make your classroom 100% digital by having this one app. And I think people need to recognize that. I think people are expecting, and Seesaw will grow. It is still fairly new. Seesaw will grow over mm -hmm. the many years to come, especially if it keeps gaining as much grounds as it does. My only hope is that it doesn't gain too much, too much, that it becomes complicated and yeah. thus losing the point. Uh, I think it's at this pivotal moment right now where they can add a ton of stuff, but they can keep it simple. And I'm almost in the camp of keeping it simple. There are a few things they could do. They could make some Google Drive and stuff accessible, making YouTube links more accessible, which they're not really accessible right now. Um, the ability to post mo bigger PDF files or multiple JPEGs and record on those JPEGs too. Uh, though there's little things that would be great if they could do it, if they could do more of. But that's small stuff. Yeah, and it is one of those things where as much as we might want something, it might only benefit people who are teaching the way you're teaching. Yeah. And it might not benefit anybody else. Uh, bear in mind, I am in a one-to-one -one device environment um, with styluses. So Seesaw is even easier for me. Yes. Um, and what I mean by that is there's a draw function on all the activities and anything you're posting, and the stylus becomes remarkably useful for that. So if the kid wants to record stuff over the top of a template, it's there. You can also, for those people who just heard that and got really scared going, well, now I can't use it. You can actually use Seesaw with your entire class if you have just one iPad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and don't like just don't let what I've said scare you. I know I'm in a bit of a weird uh, outlying situation. I mean, drawing is one function of it. You can also write text into it. You can record on it, both audio and visual. So it's not like... The stylus is the be-all and end-all of it. It just adds an extra thing 
that you couldn't do with it. It still doesn't make it, it just makes it slightly better, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say that it, without it, you're dead in the water. Yeah. So for those teachers who are listening, who are in international schools, the one downside to this is that your kids can't take their Seesaw portfolio with them very easily when they switch schools. No, and you need to see how important that is for you. Um, for some schools that may be important, but I honestly don't see it as a huge problem. You just need to download all the best stuff into their computer and take it with you under as a folder. Um, yeah, that, that to me is the, is, the, is the way to get around that. The other thing that I've heard criticized is that it ends up being just a running kind of stream of activities. And the way around that without kind getting... Kind of like Facebook. Well, yeah. Not yet. People called it Facebook for little kids. Yeah. And, and I can see the relevance to that. Um, it, get, it gets around that by because the teacher has to approve any posts the kids want to do, which is brilliant. Um, and I'll admit, I have turned down posts in the past. And we've talked about how we talk to each other online. And it is a good medium for that. Um, but there are ways to make sure things are cleaner and easier. Uh, the kids can have folders, mm -hmm. and that way the stream isn't there. You just click under the folder and look at the folder and see what the, see what the kid has done in math and literacy, and or break literacy into reading and writing, which I do do. Um, so there's ways around all that stuff. There are. Uh, one of our teachers has um, folders for visual arts and you know the standard subjects stuff like that and then there's one more folder that every kid has it's labeled everything else yeah I have a miscellaneous <laughs> folder yeah because sometimes there's like social emotional learning stuff or stuff that doesn't quite fit into one of the core subject areas yes so you which is that. always a criticism of trying to do things in discrete subject areas instead of integrating everything yes you can't win them all no um, and the other thing I want to highlight with Seesaw is the activities part of it there is an activities portion of Seesaw where um, there's a gigantic Seesaw library that is international and T Seesaw ambassadors have been posting to it for a long time, myself included. Um, and they create activities that are specific to subject areas and grades. And you can narrow searches down, find activities you want to send to your kids and send them an activity. And the students will have to work on that. It'll be under their activities tab that your teacher wants them to work on this. And you can see what work they've done in a specific curricular outcome. Or if it's not outcome generated, just a topic. So one of the things that I turned up when I was doing my research, one of the teachers posted what looked to be their grade book inside Seesaw. So they had what they had done is they had been linking their skills. Oh um, yeah, you can yeah, you can yeah. So to you can specific activities. So they'd create an activity. Yeah. They'd link the skills to the activity. Yeah. And send that out to the kids. And that's something I've not integrated as much as I'd want to, but yes, you can attach specific outcomes. I, I think it specializes in particular to the uh, American standards and outcomes more, more than anything else. And yeah, you can attach outcomes to specific, specific activities mm -hmm. and thus making your grading even easier. Do you happen to know if it's like Common Core versus Arrow versus Should NGSS? I don't know off the top of my head. NGSS is integrated in Common Core. Okay. Because uh, so Arrow are based on Common Core. Yes. But they're for international schools. Yes. Um, as far as I understand, it's Common Core. But if, some, if, if I'm wrong, send me a message. I'm not perfect with this thing. Um, yeah. Um, so that's Seesaw in a nutshell. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I encourage anyone to give it a try. He's drinking Kool-Aid right now. Mm. Um, it's tasty. Um, 
give it a try. I mean, it, it can't hurt to give it a try. I started using it in the latter half of the year, and my kids still found it relevant even then. And this year, it's been a big hit to a point where I just tell my kids now, you've got this on Seesaw, go do it. And they do it, and the third graders. So it's easy, it's relevant, it's fun, and it's awesome for communication. I cannot encourage you guys enough to get on it and at least give it a try. Well, on that note, go get some Kool-Aid, download Seesaw, yep. and give it a go. And if you found something in this episode that you really liked, or any of our other episodes, please pass it on. Tweet at us at Teaching Brood. And definitely leave a review. Yep. Have a great night. Bye.